You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast providing you with everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. You might notice that I don't sound quite as clear and professional as I usually do, and that is because I am recording this through my phone at home. With everything that's going on, the Law Careers Net team, as many companies are, uh, we're all currently working from home at the moment, and I left our nice microphone in the office, unfortunately. I thought, however, that now would be a good time to get this episode up and hopefully provide some useful information for aspiring lawyers at this difficult and uncertain time. This episode is all about how to make the most of LinkedIn. A few weeks ago, I had a chat with Harry Clark, who you might have seen around LinkedIn. He is very active on there. And he shared his tips for how students can get their profile updated, what sorts of things to share, and generally how to engage with people and make the most of the platform. A lot of people might be stuck at home right now, and perhaps this would be a good time to have a look at updating your LinkedIn profile and thinking about what you're going to do and post on there moving forward. Did you want to introduce yourself? Sure, Bethany. Um, so I'm Harry. I'm a future trainee solicitor at Baker McKenzie. Um, currently studying the LPC over in Holborn in London. And I actually recently started my own podcast myself called More From Law. So um, those are probably my three job titles right now, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, and you're also a whiz on LinkedIn, <laughs> as I would describe you. Um, so you're definitely the right person to um, kind of talk to uh, and give advice to other law students and aspiring lawyers about how they can use LinkedIn to kind mm-hmm. of really make the most of that platform. So could you maybe just start by saying like how you got started on LinkedIn and why you joined and what you were hoping to gain? Sure. Um, in all honesty, it was a bit of an accident in that uh, historically I'd kind of only used LinkedIn in the same way that I think a lot of people do, which was kind of like a digital CV. So I just sort of used it as a way to publicly kind of show what my experiences were and to kind of keep track of everything there. I never kind of saw it as a networking tool or a way to actually connect with people, like a community, like you would on, say, Facebook or something. And then um, just one day I, I made a post about um, training contracts and I just sort of said, you know, rejections are totally normal, keep your head up and, and keep going sort of thing. And uh, it absolutely blew off and, and kind of went viral and, and reached out to so many new people. And it was then I just kind of saw, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a place you can, you know, make content and meet new people and share your advice and do that sort of thing. So I've probably been sort of actively using it from about September, um, but I've had my profile for way long before that. But like I said, it was just a sort of digital Mm. And what would you say are the basics of setting up your profile? Like, what's the minimum, um, like, you need to put in? You know, you need to put your education in, you need to put your job title. I I think a lot of uh, aspiring lawyers don't really know what to put in the job title bit, sort of thing. So do you have any tips on how to do that? It's certainly a bit confusing and even a bit intimidating when you first start. Um, But LinkedIn's quite great when you first sign up because it kind of shows you all of the basics that you want to cover. Like you said, experiences, um, academics, and there's a little profile section that you can go through and build. Um, each each part of what your digital CV might look like if you're writing it. Um, and then there's this neat little kind of profile section, which is almost like a mini cover letter where you can say who you are, what you're looking for, what you're interested in, um, what you can offer to other people. Um, and that's a great little way to kind of like do a little elevator pitch by yourself in sort of 30 seconds. So um, the basics are is that, you know, your LinkedIn profile is kind of like your landing pad where everyone else who visits and views your profile is going to get the first impression of what you're all about, sort of like your digital first impression. Um, and 
obviously LinkedIn is used a lot when it comes to recruiters looking at candidates or they might be um, going to a you know networking or conference event and they've seen that you're attending or vice versa. It's a great way to kind of get that first initial information about someone. So when it comes to designing your own profile, you wanted to say obviously everything about yourself that you think someone else would want to know, so your kind of background. And then it's just the basics of having like a good profile picture. Um, yes, I was about to come on to profile <laughs> photos. I think, again, it's something that students maybe don't really know which mm. photo to use, but what's your advice? A professional one? Certainly, Possibly, yeah. you know, I mean, not you, like, dancing at nightclub yeah, or whatever. And I have seen that before. <laughs> so. Yeah, you have. Um, no, something semi-professional. I mean, not quite like passport photo, yeah, a bit of personality, yeah. a bit of a smile, but um, no, certainly it is, it is a professional network. Um, and you kind of have to treat it as such yeah. and you have to think that the majority of people who are on there and will see your profile yeah. and your picture are working professionals or at least those who want to join the professional sort of world. So um, certainly something sort of semi-professional but at the same time don't be too serious I guess. Yes I've seen lots of um, actually like at law fairs or career services societies they offer these kind of LinkedIn headshot um, yeah. sessions where a professional um, photographer will take your photo that's a really good opportunity mm-hmm. but if you don't have access to that I mean even just a photo um, of you dressed smart against a white background yeah. on your phone is going to be okay so Absolutely. I don't I don't think. Brothers wedding whatever it is. Yeah <laughs> exactly um, there's also the option um, to have like a cover photo on mm-hmm. LinkedIn um, do you have any suggestions about how to make the most of that? I mean, can people design their own? Should it just be a kind of inaction shot of them doing something legal? Yeah, I guess. Well, always, uh, I don't know what an inaction shot would look like <laughs> reading a book or a case study or something. Um, cover photos are really kind of underused, I think, by a lot mm, of people. Definitely. Um, in that most people tend to kind of just not really see the importance of them or just kind of not even have them at all. Um, but they're a great little way to kind of add a bit of colour or a bit, a bit more information about mm. your, yourself um, sort of right above where people's going to see your profile as soon as they open up. So for instance, online, I've got like my Twitter and my Instagram um, social media handles. I've got my email address um, and a little bit more information about me and some sort of colours and things. Um, so they're a great way to add a bit of a theme to your profile as one way of sort of describing it. And you can also add in a bit more extra information as well that you think people might want to know. So um, yeah, they're great. Just keep it smart and, smart and clean, really. Great. Um, and the next thing I wanted to ask you was um, the boundaries of kind of connecting with lawyers <laughs> and recruiters. I mean, if you meet somebody at a networking event or a law fair or, you know, go to an open day or something, like it's perfectly acceptable to add that person on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> um, so kind of how would you kind of do that? Is it that you say you're going to add them? Do you just do it? Um, do you connect with people that you've never met? I mean, mm. personally, I get people adding me every day on LinkedIn. And if they're kind of related to, you know, if they're a student and they're related to law, I will just accept them because I assume they're kind of, yeah. we're in, in the same area sort of thing. What's your kind of idea about that? Yeah, idea? so there's loads of different approaches you can take. So like the, just take one end of the spectrum is where you don't add anyone unless you absolutely know them and you've met them in person and it's like family members and things. Um, That's probably not making the most of that. I was going to say, it's, it's okay, I mean, you know, but you're kind of sort of missing out on a lot of the whole purpose behind the platform and that you're there to essentially network but digitally and meet new people and, and kind of see new opportunities and learn from others. So um, it's certainly great to start out that way, certainly add the people that you definitely know and you have met. Um, but the most time you'll get, the, you know, the way you'll get the most out of the platform is by kind of reaching out and, and trying new things and meeting new people. So um, talking about meeting people in, in events, like you said, um, it kind of depends slightly on the interaction, but generally I'd say as a general rule of thumb, either asking someone's email address or actually adding them on LinkedIn after the event is a great way to keep in touch with them long term. Um, LinkedIn's got a great little feature where you can actually personalise the invite that you're sending to someone. So you can kind of add that little introductory note of saying, oh, hey, I've just further into our conversation at this or I recently met you at this event. And just wanted to get in touch with you and to kind of have you, you know, as a long-term contact sort of thing. So definitely doing that's a great way. 
having said that, um, I think going out there and blindly follow, um, connecting with loads and loads of people isn't the best way to actually try and get the kind of most out of the platform because mm. a lot of the time you really want to be connecting with people who either you feel you can learn from or you feel they can learn from you and vice versa, you know, that sort of symbiotic relationship. So um, ideally, rather than actually connecting with those people, there's a great feature where you can just follow them. Um, you know, especially if it's like a you know super senior partner at a law firm or something, they might have some kind of policy in place where they don't just accept mm. people they don't know. Um, but following is a great way to, to kind of still keep in touch with them because uh, it doesn't require any kind of approval from their side of things and you still get to read all of their content and to kind of engage with them in that way. So um, when it comes to connections, I think definitely having that personal touch is, is, is ideal. But even then, if you just see someone who you kind of want to learn from, just add a little note explaining why it is you want to get in touch with them and, and it's a great way to kind of grow your network really. And in terms of kind of interacting and engaging with your connections on LinkedIn, mm. how, how do you do it? Are you looking out for stuff to comment on? Are mm. you, when you make posts, are you asking questions? Kind yeah. of how do you get that kind of networking and engagement going? Yeah, so there's a really great uh, rule that I recently read about. It's called the 99-1 rule. And essentially it means that 90% of people who use social media don't actually actively engage with it at all. They're just kind of like scrolling through and they're just kind of doing it to pass the time or something. There's the 9% who are there who are interacting with content quite frequently and kind of um, contextualizing it and tw- tweaking it in some way and kind of adding their own thing to it. And then there's the 1% who are kind of actively creating it themselves and kind of um, creating it for the rest of the 99% to, to react with in some way. Um, it's kind of up to you as to where, where you want to fit on that on that spectrum. But um, if you want to be in that 1% and you want to start making things, um, I think definitely just try to understand who you're currently connected with and who your kind of intended audience is. And then it's kind of just thinking about the idea of value. So um, you know, if you've got lots of law students within your connections, either because you are one yourself or because you just happen to be connected with them, um, think about the kind of questions that they would want answered and the kind of things that they're trying to understand and kind of just share a bit about your personal story and what it is that you're kind of interested in and your kind of unique take on those kind of questions. Um, it's a great way to kind of try and put your two cents out there and um, I've found it really enjoyable in terms of making my own content. And then to the second point you said about interacting with others, that's also a really great way to kind of get your name out there. Um, LinkedIn's quite unique in that once uh, you react to something or you create something and someone else does the same to your work, um, it also shares it with all of their network as well. So you only need like one or two people who have a really big network to interact with your post in some way and you'll get lots of views mm. and you'll get like lots of traction and interest on it. So um, definitely putting yourself out there and you know interacting with other people, commenting on them and just kind of sharing their, their content as well. Is a great way to kind of get you seen on other people's networks and hopefully generate some kind of opportunity mm. from that as well. We actually had LinkedIn training um, once uh, in our company and mm. uh, the person made a really good point and it was saying that when you comment on something, maybe don't just say good or nice, like mm. actually make an interaction, make you know a relevant comment, like that looks really good, we should implement this and you know like adding yeah. people in your company or adding people that you know to kind of, kind of really make an actual engagement rather than just you know thumbs up, that's good, yeah. rather you know it has to actually be kind of yeah building on that. So that's probably a good tip as well. What would you say is the best kind of post that you've done, the most successful post you've had on LinkedIn and why, (laughs) if you can remember? Uh, Of course. I mean, I'd probably say in terms of just numbers, it was when I I authored a little kind of uh, guide to commercial awareness. So it's a really kind of buzzword uh, kind of field topic. And a lot of law students, I think, struggle to understand it and kind of develop it and utilise it. So I made this little kind of PDF of, of what it was all about and, and decided to kind of do almost like a giveaway on LinkedIn. And uh, it was absolutely mad. I, I posted it and then went to bed. And when I woke up in the morning, I had about 300 people wow. commenting to ask for a <laughs> copy. Um, so, you know, those kind of things can happen. But um, 
having said that, I don't think it's all about numbers. And I think um, it's much better to focus on, if you're looking to actually grow your network and to meet new people, it's important to focus on kind of providing value to people you're currently connected with and trying to help them out and then looking to see how that impacts your network rather than trying to simply play some kind of numbers game and just um, you know connect blind with everyone mm-hmm. or just create content that's not really interacting with people in a way that's genuine, I guess is one way to put it. And for students who are kind of just starting out on mm. LinkedIn and you know they don't have a big following, they're not really sure what sort of things that they should be posting, mm. what would you say is appropriate to post? I mean, personally, I've seen, you know, if students are talking about, you know, their exams, that sort of thing is really great. Do you, do you think students should post their exact exam results on there? <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I there's mean, probably I, lots of other things they can talk about. Yeah, I'd certainly never be brave enough to do that. <laughs> um, I mean, you see on YouTube, like people were opening their exam yeah. results live. And like that. I wouldn't personally go down that route. I think it speaks to a broader point in that a lot of people don't think they have anything to say on topics or they think that they can't really mentor people. Um, but if you think about it, you know, if you're currently at law school or you're currently a law student, there'll be you know, 15, 16 year olds doing their A-levels who don't know anything about law and can, kind of considering at university who wants to know more. And then if you just go up the chain from there, you know, there'll be law students wanting to ask trainee solicitors and up and up and up. So um, there's always people out there who'd be interested to know about what it is you're currently doing. And I think it's just putting out your kind of personal story and your kind of own personal insights and your personal advice um, in a format that's kind of really applicable to them. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the best way to go about trying new things. Um, it's also really important to bear in mind that, you know, if you're, if you're looking to try and create this content, you have to make that first step. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of times when you'll be posting, interacting. I've, I've asked other people who make content as well, and they just sort of say, I don't really have any right to be doing this. Like, why, why is anyone listening? Um, but honestly, you know, you need to kind of view it as your own personal hobby and interest and, and that you're just kind of putting your own two cents on things rather than feeling like there's this kind of, you know, immense pressure to impress or to have this like really killer article that's going to just go mad or something. And you don't need to have, you know, a blog or a podcast or anything like that to post on LinkedIn. Like if you've got an interesting, you know, in, insight into maybe yeah. something that you're studying or uh, you know a topic that's a con- uh, contemporary topic or a relevant topic that's happening in the media or you know tips that you have found useful like even like revision or studying or anything like that that can, can be kind of useful stuff to post yeah. right one of, uh, one of the best posts I think I've seen on there was um, a student recently got rejected from training contracts and things and he said um, I'm delighted to announce that following my rejections I'll be going back to my MacBook with a coffee to start again <laughs> and it, it went absolutely viral got like 20,000 so you can post the good and the bad or the yeah. bad Exactly. Good. <laughs> um, kind of share both sides of it and uh, he got you know loads of outreaches for support and you know, there was another case of a guy who was standing outside tube stations with his CV and kind of handing it out to people someone noticed him on LinkedIn posted it and he's now got like internship positions he's been on BBC News and kind of all the Sky News and things and having interviews so um, just put yourself out there and kind of see where it goes really is the best advice I think I can give to managing you. And do you think that recruiters are kind of valuing that a bit more nowadays? They're mm-hmm. kind of looking for the, for the students that are making the most of that platform. It's not saying that you have to have an account, but it is a good opportunity to put your name out there. They might, you know, recognise your name or remember interacting with you. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's, it's not a necessity, but it's certainly not going to hurt your application. And I think it's um, something you can talk about when it comes to an application interview or something like that. Um, especially if you've been kind of creating stuff for a bit of time and you've been kind of showing your insights into the legal industry. If you're a law student, that's really impressive um, and recruiters will kind of look at that and go, wow, you're, you're kind of really interested in this area of law. Can you tell me a bit more about this? Or they'll say, you know, why did you decide to start writing on this, this topic or something like that? So um, definitely kind of putting yourself out there and, and trying it will certainly help your application. But like you said, it's, it's nowhere near a necessity and it's just an, one of many things you can do to try and kind of tailor and boost your application strength. 
And finally, kind of broadening out to more generally social media, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, other platforms. Um, it's a really, really good way for candidates to kind of research firms. How did you find that experience of using social media to find out about different law firms and which ones appeal to you? Yeah, I think it's a really great tool that is kind of universally applicable to any candidate, especially if, unfortunately, you're a candidate where firms don't directly come to you a lot or there's not a lot of career services out there for you. Um, social media is a great free tool to do that. So. Um, whether it's kind of LinkedIn or Twitter, Instagram, whatever, um, firms will have a big social media presence. And I think a great way to approach it is by having a kind of separate feed. So create a separate account or just have it sort of dedicated to one platform where you curate lots of commercially aware content and relevant content. So it could be you're following news sites, you're following certain hashtags for updates, you're following the firms themselves. You could be following um, individuals in the firms who work in the particular department or something that you're interested in. And if you do that, you'll get a kind of list of information that not only tells you about when upcoming deadlines are and things like that, but you also get kind of a really personal insight into what the firm really values and what they kind of talk about a lot. You'll get a bit of an insight into um, really specific areas of law. And it, you never know, it could be something you wrote up in an interview that kind of shows your interest and is a, a great way to kind of say, oh, I learned about the firm this way, or I kind of got that insight from there. Thank you. I think that was really helpful. Um, you're now going to be inundated with LinkedIn <laughs> requests from all our listeners. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. From the perspective of a recruiter, we've also got a tip from Sue Smith's graduate recruitment manager, Sam Hope, who shared her advice with us at Law Careers Net Live last year. Hello, I'm Samantha Hope, Graduate Recruitment Manager at Shoesmiths, and I'm going to share my top tips with you about using LinkedIn. So I think, firstly, a profile on LinkedIn is really important because you want to be able to showcase your experience and your skills to future employers, but mainly because it's a fantastic way to network, um, chat to people, especially if you're going to events and you follow up the leads that you've made, um, and also to share a little bit of your knowledge and just make friends really and learn about the business world. LinkedIn is your friend, so make sure you're using your profile and engaging. If you want to ask Harry any questions directly, I'll link his LinkedIn profile in the description so you can speak with him directly and see for yourself exactly what he posts on LinkedIn. I'd also recommend following Shoesmiths and Sam Hope as they are very active on LinkedIn and share lots of useful tips and advice for students on there too. That's all for this month's episode. I hope you all managed to stay safe and stay inside as much as possible. We're going to be posting lots of content on Law Careers Net about things you can do to stay productive at this time, firms and businesses' response to the coronavirus pandemic, and generally, hopefully, just continuing to provide the information that you need. See you next time.